2: From the Battery Street Studios of KCBS Radio in San Francisco, I'm Matt Pittman, and this is Bay Current for Thursday, October 21st. Yesterday was the 30th anniversary of one of the most devastating and brutal wildfires in our state's history, the Oakland Hills Fire, right here in the Bay Area. All week, my KCBS Radio colleague Chris Ancarlo has been looking back at the fire in a series of special assignment reports on the air. Remembering the 25 lives lost, stories of those who survived but were left with almost nothing, and the lessons learned, many of which are still being grappled with to this day. Chris takes it from here. There is a word to describe when conditions
4: come together to yield a massive fire that scours the landscape of all but rocks and soil. Its alignment. And 30 years ago, it was a slow burn that smoldered until plants withered under hot, dry Diablo winds, an alignment that unleashed one of the most destructive fires in California history. Almost 3,500 homes and apartments destroyed, nearly $4 billion in losses in present day dollars, and 25 lives lost.
0: May Bloss.
5: It's like watching a movie. You don't believe you're in the middle of it, except that you can feel the heat.
1: Mary
3: Brantley.
0: It was
5: black, horrible smoke.
3: Robert Cox. The weather was just so intense that morning of October 20th. Terrell DuPont. We have a task here to remember those lessons learned from that fire and to bring it forward
4: firefighting in california has evolved over the past 30 years catalyzed by the blowtorch that was the tunnel fire cal fire lists the official cause as a rekindle it started as a small grass fire on saturday october 19th 1991 that was pretty quickly whipped
1: in the 90s and prior to that that was you put it out you go home Now what we do, we'll assign someone fire watch.
4: But an ember remained waiting for the winds to bring a rush of oxygen and reignition. First of dry grass, then maybe a brush or a shrub, then climbing the low branches of a tree to the canopy and then 1,600 acres of the East Bay Hills. Berkeley Assistant Fire Chief Keith May says that was one of the big lessons learned.
1: Because of 91, you have a lot more agencies making sure that fire is out.
4: Because that was a East Bay Regional Parks Fire Chief Eileen Tiley says the fire exposed other problems with emergency response.
0: So we realized that we didn't all communicate very well um, and that we really needed to form these regional partnerships.
4: These are all facets of emergency response that are often taken for granted today. But Assistant Chief May says it took disaster to spur the evolution of the current incident command system. It allows responders to streamline command and communication so that help coming from other places can just plug and play.
1: So now, really, anywhere you go in California or the United States, you're seeing the same type of structure built. And that has all been uh, uh, stemming from 1991
4: in other words alignment and not just among first responders but also among those living where wildlands meet urbanity oakland fire safe council chair sue piper has dedicated much of her life to helping people living in the east bay hills prepare for disaster her expertise is guided by experience she and her husband are survivors of the tunnel fire
5: it's chaos it's frightening it's you don't know if you're going to live or die.
4: Piper and a driven group of volunteers work to tell the stories of 1991 with the aim of stopping history from repeating itself.
5: I think in, in the, the fire zone, maybe two thirds of the people who live here now were not here in 1991. They know there was a big fire, but they don't feel it with their gut.
4: And that gut feeling is especially important when it comes to evacuating, knowing how to choose the right path in the literal heat of the moment.
0: All right. Let's head down
4: Charlie Bowen leads a walk for the Berkeley path wanderers. It's a special route designed to mimic an evacuation by foot.
0: What we tell people is try to be familiar with as many as you can be.
4: The pathways are like chutes and ladders cutting through a tangled maze of contour hugging narrow roads. It's a confusing network on a clear sunny day. It's a life and death gauntlet in a wind driven wildfire.
5: And I can tell you from my own experience when you are Having to evacuate, you're not thinking with your head, you're thinking with your gut. And that adrenaline's flowing through you, and that's not the time to be developing your plan. So you need to practice it ahead of time.
4: Oakland Fire Safe Council Chair Sue Piper says everyone has a responsibility to think through their means of escape.
5: When you're evacuating, everybody's leaving at the same time. And um, when I left in 1991, I would have not, unless somebody had stopped to let me in, I would have been stuck in my driveway. And um, I understand it took an hour for people to get off the hill.
1: Lots of the videos stemming from, you know, that time you see where people are actually running, some have don't have shoes on, they're carrying belongings with them. Uh, People are trying to back out of their driveways where
4: traffic is trying to flow. Berkeley Assistant Fire Chief Keith May says the tunnel fire delivered critical lessons in the art of getting people out. Tools have been developed in the past 30 years, reverse 911, AC alert, direct cell notifications, and now there's Zone Haven. They take a city like
1: Berkeley, uh, and we had evacuation zones at the time, but they take and kind of refine them into an algorithm of how many residents, can evacuate through certain uh, out of a certain geographical area down to a, a safe refuge area.
4: And Berkeley's getting ready to build out an outdoor emergency alert system like the one just installed in Mill Valley.
1: Emergency siren warning system for the city of Mill Valley. Had this been an actual
4: Still, when push comes to shove,
1: it's difficult to project what will happen. In 2017, we actually had a Grizzly Peak, a fire up on Grizzly Peak. And it was a nightmare to try to, and that was a small fire.
4: And that experience, coupled with the deadly campfire in Paradise and the Tubbs fire in the North Bay, pushed Berkeley to hold a drill in 2019. Oakland Fire Safe Council project manager Doug Mosher says there should be more drilling, especially in Oakland.
0: You know, all this technology is great. Uh, it relies on obviously cellular network being up and, and internet working, and you know if, if it's a We've seen throughout the state, you know, large firestorms just destroy the cell networks and people don't have those communications anymore.
4: But Piper says, why wait?
5: Whenever there's a disaster anywhere, take a few minutes and think about what would I do in that situation?
4: Of course, part of that thought experiment involves playing out what to do to avoid the situation in the first place. And that means building a plan to manage the fuels that feed the fire.
1: When we think about wildland urban interface and the threat of wildfires... There are three contributing factors, climate, topography, and fuels.
4: In Oakland, Fire Chief Reginald Freeman says 93% of people living in the Wildland Urban Interface, or WUI, in his city have done their part to clear fuels from their property. And when we talk about fuels, we mean anything that can burn, a responsibility that's even more critical in the densely packed neighborhoods of the Berkeley and Oakland Hills. We have the zero to five
1: zone that we want to educate people to, and that's from your home, five feet out. Don't have, you know, like the gorilla hair mulch right up next to your house because that stuff will dry out pretty quick. Berkeley
4: Fire Assistant Chief Keith May says it's just as much about trimming vertically as it is about clearing
1: out. Trim up the bark all the way up about 15 feet off the ground. That way, if something comes and lands in your backyard, let's say it catches on your outdoor furniture on fire, that's sitting by a tree it won't quickly elevate to the top of that tree because you've trimmed it up pretty well. We call those ladder fuels. Then there's
4: all that land that makes up the wildland part of the wooey. The East Bay Regional Parks District has thousands of acres that border on neighborhoods, which is why they've been working on fuel reduction for sixty years.
0: We've known that, but the nineteen ninety-one tunnel fire really galvanized that, not just for the park district, but for everybody around
4: it. Parks district fire chief Eileen Tiley says her department has grown threefold in the last decade with a steady eye toward fuel reduction.
0: It's something that my fire department does three hundred and sixty five days a year. And
3: I give them credit for trying to reduce surface fuels and ladder fuels in those stands. That's actually a very good, effective treatment. UC
4: Berkeley Fire Sciences Professor Scott Stevens says there's one specific tree that poses the most fire risk. I think
3: the eucalyptus that are on the ridge tops and maybe on the upper third of the ridges, they're the ones that are really problematic because that's where those east winds will come over at the top, get huge flame length and throw that material two miles downwind, right?
4: It's an assault that puts firefighters on their heels.
0: We try to build a box around it, right? And we try to attack it from the outside in. We can't do that when the fire that's in the box keeps leaving the box, right? And it does that through wind.
4: Still though, there is debate about the eucalyptus. Defenders of the trees say they store carbon, they're more fire resistant than believed, and they scrape moisture from the bay fog.
3: I've heard those folks for many, many years in talking about how, you know, They're green trees. They are fog drip. Yes, you know, the fog does get on that uh, vegetation and drip down, but it only takes about three or four hours of a east wind to dry that understory. And that's just based on physics. Of
4: course, the goal is for homeowners and firefighters to work together to prevent fires from sparking and to have best practices in place. Once flames inevitably flare up
1: magic happens when the community and government can come together to solve problem. But does
4: that magic extend to the often contentious topic of building codes and standards?
5: An ounce of prevention is cheaper than dealing with it afterwards, but it's not cheap.
4: Oakland Fire Safe Council Chair Sue Piper says hardening homes to wildfire is a responsibility in the wildland-urban interface. That means building with fire-resistant materials and adhering to codes, like one in Oakland that requires the clearing of vegetation near wooden fences.
5: A wooden fence, especially if it's attached to your house, becomes a fire ladder it becomes a straight shot into your house. And so the idea is to try not to allow embers to get a toehold and get into something that could then burn houses.
4: As fire seasons have grown more consequential, voters have directed money toward the fire service, a critical resource that Berkeley Assistant Fire Chief Keith May says puts his department on a more proactive stance. I
1: think we're around 1,300 that we were. Inspecting, and we've now increased that to like 8,000 homes. It is a little bit of a shock, I think, to those new people they are like, oh, we're not used to this. But
4: those new people have the privilege of benefiting from lessons learned in 1991.
3: You know, when they did rebuild the houses inside the area, they did do it with better construction materials.
4: UC Berkeley Fire Sciences Professor Scott Stevens says Australians were brought in to share how they hardened communities for wildfire.
3: But they said the housing stocks that you have here, the way your houses are built, unbelievably bad. They were literally appalled
4: and many of those properties persist beyond the border of the 91 fire. And there are other issues that have yet to be addressed. For example, Oakland Fire Deputy Chief Melinda Drayton says the city's water delivery system uh, needs an upgrade, but it's a hard sell to voters.
0: You don't really see the difference. Like, you don't know that your pipes are better. You just know, you know, someone someone told you they're better. They're more robust. They're no longer made of rusting metal.
4: Drayton says there's also been pushback to sprinkler requirements for certain properties because of the potential for accidental flooding.
0: And trying to tell someone that water damage is repairable where a catastrophic fire to your home is not.
4: And all of this set against the increasing risk as our climate grows hotter and drier.
0: But now, in addition, we have what I call an incident within an incident. Now we have this tree die off the overarching cause is climate change and drought stress.
4: East Bay Regional Parks District Fire Chief Eileen Tiley says it's a situation that's rapidly getting worse.
0: Partially due to the fact that we had a lackluster winter, the trees that were kind of right on the edge now are generally not making it and it's gone from a thousand acres to about 1500 acres.
5: Thousands of dead and dying trees that are gasoline on a stick.
4: Now all of these lessons learned from the Oakland Hills fire over the past 30 years will need to be applied to stop a tragic repeat accelerated by climate change.
0: The significant late in the year fire behavior that we've seen and the catastrophic loss of life should scare everybody.
5: The fires today are just geometrically worse.
2: We tell them don't be scared, be prepared.
3: I think there's a much greater awareness of how fire is touching literally almost everybody in the state. So the question then becomes, what do you do about it?
4: In the East Bay Hills, Chris Ancarlo,
2: KCBS. Thank you to my colleague, Chris Ancarlo. Chris has more at kcbsradio.com and on social media. You can find him on Twitter at Chris Ancarlo and Instagram, Chris.Ancarlo. And by the way, that's Chris with a K. I've also put those links in this episode's description. If you haven't already, subscribe to Bay Current on the Odyssey app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. And we're on YouTube. Find the Bay Current Podcast on the KCBS Radio YouTube page. And thank you for listening. I'm Matt Pittman. We'll chat again tomorrow.